We'd like to say good morning to all of you. We'd like to say good morning to our online community. We thank and praise God for your presence. Uh, The Lord has been teaching us um, about his kingdom. He's been teaching us about who he is, his sovereignty, that he is the king. Um, he even on Wednesday he began to teach us about the keys that he has given to us and the keys that he has given to us are the keys of heaven the kingdom of heaven is not uh, the keys that he has given wasn't materialistic or for us to achieve things here on earth but he wanted us to unlock some things and, and, and the way we're to unlock is through spiritual things so that's why he says the kingdom of heaven now today today um uh, what we want to uh, deal with, what God has given us, is you can always find or always discover something when it comes down to the word. Um, it's amazing what you'll find. It's, it's just so amazing. It's so amazing. When you take the time to sit down before the master and he will give you um, what he has revealed on paper is God's mind. We understand that the Bible is God's mind on paper. Now, and we're going to start off in the book of Genesis, chapter number two, and we will have to follow what the Holy Spirit says. Amen. And he always will um, expose and reveal and show some things. Father, we bless your word. We bless your name. We ask now, Lord God, that your Holy Spirit take full control. Help us, Lord God, to be the teacher that you have called for us to be. And, Lord, we thank you now. We ask, Lord God, that you just hide me behind the cross. Move out any and everything, Lord God, that will cause hindrance to your word. And we bind it up right now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Genesis chapter number 2. I found something very interesting here in Genesis chapter 2. And we're going to look at verse number 16. But, you know, as, as I began to study about the kingdom, my, my entire being, my entire mind, it just trans, it's beginning to transform. I'm not completely at the end of the transformation period because there's so much that we can learn about the kingdom is what we, knew, we need to know as far as the church. Now, our title this morning is, is an interesting one. Now, first I thought God was going to say to me, and he did, uh, about the importance of the blood. But early this morning, he changed that. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's a God that will change things on you. He will do that. He changed something. And when I began to look at this, this, these verses here, and the title I'm to give this morning is about the death penalty. The death penalty. Now, some of us think, oh, God, death penalty. We, we, we look at man and we think, oh, man has instituted the death penalty. But I discovered something in the scripture. And when I did, it, it kind of blew me away. Genesis chapter number 2, and I'm going to begin reading at verse number 16. Just want to teach, just want to teach so we can uh, uh, dissect and, and, and be able to dissolve and receive what God is saying here. Verse 16 says, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou may freely eat. But verse 17 says this. This is what God says to the man, the man that he had created, the man that he had placed in the Garden of Eden, the the man that he had placed in his own little universe, his own little world. And he gives him some specific instructions. Verse 17 says, 
but of the tree of the knowledge, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Thy shall surely die. Now, when we look at verse number 17, and God says to man, when you, when you, when you partake, when you take uh, uh, of the tree of good and evil, he says the penalty of that is death. When we, we, we think about when we think about man and, 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 and a death penalty and the different states that, that carries the death penalty, we fail to understand that really the death penalty actually started in Genesis. And there is nothing new under the sun. See, the word of God says now, it says now that, that the penalty, the penalty of sin, because uh, the penalty of rebellion. That, that is what Adam did. That's what the first Adam did. He rebelled against the governing authority. And when he rebelled, he activated the death penalty. Now, when we think about the death penalty, we all understand that there will be some shedding of the blood. You've got to stay close with me. You've got to stay, stay with me. You've got to stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. Because when God says now, he said, the moment that you, the moment that you, you eat of the tree of good and knowledge, he says, you shall surely die. You shall surely die. So because he says that, God is a God that has to to carry out his word. His word is not irrevocable. God doesn't change his word. That's why when you talk about the king and the kingdom, the king's word is law. The king's word is law, and therefore it can't be changed. And see, Satan knew that. Satan knew that God was a God of his word. So he says now, and remember now, he, talks to him, he tells him the penalty of rebellion. See, sin is rebellion. We, we think about just lying, just cheating, uh, fornicating, uh, uh, doing things outside the will. We think of those things as rebellion. Or as sin. But when we really look at it, we have to understand that rebellion also is a sin. And, the, and it, it, it comes with a penalty. Now, let's go. Let's go to the book of, uh, let's go to the book of Romans. Romans chapter number 6. Just want to teach. Talking about the death penalty. The death penalty. The death penalty. Romans chapter number six. Romans chapter number six. Romans chapter number six. Are we there? Now, when we look at Romans chapter number six, looking at verse number 23. Now, verse number 23 says this. For the wages. What's wages? What's wages? The payment. What's wages? It says, for the wages of what? Sin. The, the, what, the wages of rebellion, the wages of sin is death. Paul talks about it. He says, the wages for, of sin is death. 
And then he goes on to say, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So we understand now for, for rebellion, the sin of rebellion, there is a penalty. And so when, when God formed the first man, he formed Adam, when he went against the governing authority, he rebelled and he activated the penalty of death. Now, at that point, death, even though death existed, it did not have a sting. You know, Paul says, he says, now, he said, oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? So at the time that the death, death was there and, 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 and the death penalty was there, death did not have a sting. Death existed, but it had no power. The only time it gets power is when Adam rebelled. When he sinned against God, he activated the death penalty. I said, God, that's, that's, that's heavy. That's heavy. That's heavy. So then he's, he'd be going and he'd be talks about, see, with, within a kingdom, there, there's the king, okay? And where there's a king, his word is law. So therefore, God could not change what he said. He told man at the very moment that you eat from the tree of good and evil, he says to him, you shall surely die. And then not only, as, as for, it's not a physical type death, but there's a, a separation from God. I mean, what happened here, Adam had lost the relationship he had with God. He was now totally, he was separated from the Lord. So that, that activated the death penalty upon mankind. You say, well, how is that possible? Well, every, every generation from this point until Christ returns, they were in the loins of Adam. They were in the loins of Adam. Can we comprehend that? They were in the loins of Adam. Even though we had not been birthed, even though the next generation and the next generations and the next generation day after, even though they have not come in existence, they were in existence because they were in the loins of Adam. So now here he is. Now God says, now listen, I've got to do something. Because see, Satan is very cunning. He is very crafty. I mean, he has a way making things look right. Because when he began to tempt Eve, you know, he begins to use God's word on her. And, And when he began to use God's word on her, then she thought in her own mind that she was liking something. And see, that's what's wrong with the body of Christ. We think that we are liking something, but we are not liking anything. I mean, she wanted to be like a god. I mean, she didn't realize that the Bible says in the book of Psalms that we are little gods, little gods, G-O-D-S, but we will die like men. But what is God going to do now that man, Adam, the first Adam, had rebelled and activated the death penalty because God has to carry out his word. And the penalty for sin, the penalty for sin is death. It's death. Death is, and God gave me this this morning. He says, now death is the loss of the image of God. It's the loss of the image of God. It's the loss of the image of God. Adam lost the image of God. Anytime we walk outside the will of God, we, we will lose the, the, the image of God. Because what Adam did, he had taken on good, the, the spirit of good and evil. He began to activate two kingdoms. Now, this is amazing. This, this is amazing. 
let's go to St. John chapter number 3. Just want to teach this morning. Just want to teach. St. John chapter number 3. St. John chapter number 3. What happens here now, Adam has found himself trapped between two worlds. He's trapped between two worlds. He's trapped between the kingdom of light and he's also trapped uh, in the kingdom of darkness. He's trapped between two, between two worlds now. Two worlds. Because, see, he had tasted the kingdom of light and light is truth. But he also had taken from the tree of good and evil, and now he is, has entered into the kingdom of darkness. Well, what is darkness? Darkness is ignorance. It's, darkness is ignorance. Darkness is not what we think in our human mind that, that when we go outside, this is dark. No, darkness is ignorance. That's why the Bible says that, that men will perish because of the lack of knowledge will perish because of the lack of knowledge. So man now has found himself trapped between two worlds. Question. Question. Have we ever found ourselves trapped between two worlds? Think about it. Have we ever found ourselves trapped between two worlds? Trapped between doing what's right and trapped between doing what's wrong. Trapped in, in, the, in the sense of uh, the, I'm a part of the kingdom of light, the kingdom of truth. I, I'm, I'm trapped here, but somehow I have put my hand to the wrong thing because of my flesh. And now I'm also trapped in the kingdom of darkness because now I have tasted both good and evil. Now it's a wow, mm, oh, Holy Ghost! I felt that it's a dangerous thing to be to to eat from both places. You know, you're eating that which is good, and then you turn around and eating that which is evil, and it messes up your appetite. It messes up your appetite because now you're confused. Because at one point, okay, if I'm walking in the will of God, if I'm walking in the light, I'm walking in the truth. Then I know which way I'm going. But the moment I touch that which is not of God, evil, then all of a sudden I'm tasting two different things. This is good to me. Good is good to me. Truth is good to me. But evil is good to me too. So, so think about us. Think about, think about our own lives. Have, have we ever been trapped between two worlds? Trapped. Trapped. Well, what is the antidote? I mean, Look, let's, let's watch the word. Let's, let's see the word. Let's see the word. John chapter number three. God always has a plan. Nothing takes God by surprise. Nothing takes God by surprise. So God has to, 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 to fix that which Satan came up with and caused mankind to fall and to lose his image. Now, now John chapter three, uh, uh, chapter three, beginning reading, we're going to start reading in verse number 16. He says this. He says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God had to have a plan. God had a plan. He had a plan. Because man had lost his authority. Man had lost his dominionship. 
And now man had lost his relationship. He had lost the image that he was supposed to be portraying. Now he found himself separated from God. But what God did, he said, God so loved the world. We always say, you know, the, oh, the world is so awful, so bad. But, you know, we have to think about it. We are the world. When I say world, I don't mean doing worldly things. God loved the world. He loved people. He wasn't speaking about the creation as far as the trees and, and, and the fowls and, all, and the birds and all those things. He said he so loved the world. He loved you and I so much that he had to find a way to change that death penalty that we all had against us. He had to find a way. He had, and even though he knew a man was going to do what he did, God said, I've got to do something now to get man back in the right standing with me. And also I've got to do something so that man can continue to bear my image. If we don't bear the image of Christ in the, in the world or in society, the, the world and society is lost. If the body of Christ does not bear the image, because see, there are two images. There's, there's the first Adam and there's a second Adam. Well, the first Adam was from the earth. The second Adam is from above, talking about Jesus Christ. Now, let's continue to read. Now, verse number 17, St. John chapter number 3, we're talking about the death penalty. Watch God's plan. Watch God at work. Verse 17 says, for God sent not his son into the world to do what? To condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. The only way that, that, that the death penalty could, could, could change was through the blood of the shedding of the blood of Jesus Christ. So now God said, I didn't come here. I didn't send my son to condemn, condemn the world. I know what you did because God knows what we all do. He said, I didn't come to condemn you, but I came to save you. So I've got to get the death penalty off the table. Wow. He said, I've got to get the death penalty off the table because of sin, because of rebellion, because of rebellion, then we act, Adam activated the death penalty. So now we need to have God to do something. So watch, watch, watch the word. Verse 18, St. John chapter number 3. Now verse 18 says, He that believeth on him is not condemned. So if we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, the word of God says we are not condemned. But then he says, but he that believeth not is condemned already. That's scary. That's scary. He that believeth not is condemned already because he have not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Hmm. And then verse 19 says, and this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil so here it is now can you imagine christ showing up in our domain and we don't even recognize he's there we don't even recognize he's there because the word of god says the reason why uh, uh, most people cannot comprehend the fact that there is a god that that jesus christ did down the cross most people can't comprehend that because the Word of God says they love darkness more than they love the light. That's, that, that, that's, that's something to behold. 
said they love darkness. It's and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Not not God's deeds was evil. Man's deeds were evil. And so therefore they love darkness. They love ignorance more than they love truth. Think about it. In the, the Bible talks about in the last day, all the different things that's going to be happening, all the different things that, you know, people are going to be out of control. They're going to love themselves more than they love God. And, and, and there's going to be the children that will be rebellious. And uh, everything is going to be out of control. Why? It's because of what the Word of God says. Men love darkness. And when I say men, I don't mean men as for gender. Because God does not operate in gender. That's man stuff. You know, male and female, in the beginning, God says he made both male and female, and he called their name Adam. One name, Adam. He called the name Adam. Now, he says now in the Word, he says that condemnation, this is the condemnation, that light come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Watch verse 20. For everyone... That doeth evil hateth the light. That's strong. Everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. That means that the light is Christ. So everyone that loves on, that doeth evil, the Bible says we hate, we hate Christ. Thank you, sir. Amen. That's, see, remember now, this is God's word, God's mind on paper. Right? That's, that God revealed that. This is his mind on paper. So he's revealing, he's revealing himself. He says, for everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. Neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. In other words, the reason why they don't come to the light is because what's happening, they don't want to be discovered. They don't want their deeds to be discovered. They don't want their deeds to be discovered. They love darkness more than they love light. That means we hate, we hate, we hate the light. We hate Christ. But look, the love of God is just so phenomenal. The love of God is so phenomenal. He says, but he that doeth truth, verse 21, St. John chapter 3, verse 21 says this, but he that doeth truth, cometh to the light so if we do truth that means we're coming to the light we come to the light the light is jesus christ if we do truth but then it also says that his deeds may be manifest that they are walked in god he will be made known now one of the things god says to me is this he says now here here is before we go to the book of hebrew before we go to the book of hebrew in which which we will because we want to find our place because in the book of hebrew uh, we're going to go to chapter number 10 because we have to find out why and what reason um, that the governing authority, because Adam had rebelled against the governing authority, that governing authority was, was God himself. Adam had rebelled, okay? So something had to, something had to satisfy the penalty, Something had to be to, to satisfy the penalty when it comes down to the death penalty. God had to do something. Something had to do, something had to come into play. Now, when we look at Hebrews, we're just going to walk through the scriptures. Hebrews 
chapter number 10. It's very, very, I know I, I can understand this may be kind of stretching in the mind, but we have to understand we are operating on the kingdom rule, kingdom principle. God had to do something. Something had to take place to satisfy the death penalty. God says in his word, he says, without the shedding of the blood, there can be no remission for sin. Without the shedding of the blood, without the shedding of the blood, there can be no remission of sin. Without the shedding of the blood, the death penalty that was on the table toward mankind, but toward every one of us in here. I mean, let's, bring it, let's bring it home. The death penalty that was laid on each one of us, it had to be satisfied. And the only way it could be satisfied was through the shedding of the blood. That's why the blood is so important. I mean, it's, it's just so amazing. Hebrews chapter number 10. Hebrews chapter number 10. Mm. Hebrews chapter number 10. Let's start reading at verse number 4. Because of the fact that there had to be a, the shedding of the blood to satisfy, to take that death penalty off the table for mankind, for you and I and all of mankind, let's look at Hebrews chapter 10 beginning at verse number 4. It says this, For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sin. You wonder why when, when Cain and Abel brought their sacrifice before God, why it was that Abel's sacrifice was accepted and Cain wasn't. Now, the Bible said Cain was of the devil, the wicked one. But what Abel did, Abel, Abel brings a blood sacrifice. So something had to die. Something had to die. But what happened was when they was killing all these animals, they, that was not acceptable. God did not accept that. that they, they, went, they did it. Let's, let's read the scripture so you can get it. So you can get it. Okay. It says, For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sin. Watch verse number five. It says, Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, talking about Christ, when he cometh into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared for me. There had to be another body. There had to be another replacement. One that was pure. One that the bloodline was pure. The, the, when Adam, when he, when he uh, uh, lost the image of God, when, he, when, when they began to, to conceive and accept the things of, of Satan, then the bloodline was contaminated. It, the bloodline was contaminated. You see, we had to, have, we had to have, have pure blood in order to restore us back to mankind. That's why when, when, when Christ came, the Father was not a man. The Father was the Holy Spirit. When Mary gave birth, when Mary gave birth, there was, there was no human involved in it. The Holy Spirit was the Father of Jesus Christ. In fact, the Holy Spirit is Christ. He said, I'm going to send you another comforter and, uh, and the one that will lead you and the one that will guide you. But we had to have a pure bloodline in order to be restored or to be redeemed back to Christ. The, the, the priest. 
those priests, year after year, this is in the scripture, we're going to read it, year after year, year after year, they would go up and they would sacrifice uh, animals and use the blood just there to sprinkle for, uh, for the sins of the people. And first they had to deal with their own selves first, the sin. The, see, sin has to have a blood sacrifice. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Sin has to have a blood sacrifice. So they use animals. But God says that's not acceptable. I, 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 you know, I, this morning, I thought, even this morning, I thought, I said, now, anytime we penetrate the skin, what comes out? Blood. Anytime. I'm a diabetic. Anytime I, I, pen, I, I stick my, my finger, blood comes out. The blood. If that blood is contaminated, then, or, or that blood is diseased, I, I've got some infirmities in my body. Something is not right. So, but we have to have pure blood. Have to have pure blood. Let me let me continue to read this so we can read the scripture. I love to stay with, with the word. Love to stay with the word. Now, verse number six in Hebrew chapter number ten, because we're talking about the death penalty. That death penalty that was taught mankind, but you and I, it had to be satisfied. It had to be satisfied. Verse six in Hebrew chapter number ten says. In burnt offerings and sacrifices, sacrifices for sin, thou hast no pleasure. God didn't have any pleasure in them killing, taking all those animals up there and kill them. That was not pleasurable to God. Now, verse 7 says, Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do thy will, O God. Verse 8 says, Above when he said, sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offering for sin, thou wouldest not, neither have pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Verse 9 says, then said he, lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first that he may establish the second. And he says, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the what? The body of Jesus Christ once and for all. See, they had to go year after year, year after year, uh, making that, that blood sacrifice. But when Christ died, when, when, when Christ died on the cross, then that satisfied the death penalty against mankind once and for all. Once and for all. It's amazing in my mind how the, the rebellion of sin of one man affected the entire world from generation to generation, from generation to generation. It affected the entire world because we were in the lowings of Adam. We were in the loins, but we needed a blood sacrifice. And there had to be a blood sacrifice. And so in order for it to be a blood sacrifice, then God says, I've got to prepare a body. I've got to prepare a body. He prepared a body he, in the form of Jesus Christ. Jesus came in the flesh to satisfy the death penalty that you and I had, had upon our lives. That's heavy. That, that, I mean, that is something to behold. Sometimes we, we, we think that, okay, God, I can do my own thing. No. God says you have been bought with a price. See, we didn't die for ourselves. Nobody else died for, our, for us except Jesus Christ. He said, the, the animals, no. He said, I'm not even, 
uh, uh, accepting that. That is unacceptable. He said, I've got to have blood in order for man to be restored back to mankind. And then he says this in verse number 11 in Hebrew uh, chapter 11. He says, and every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oft times the same sacrifice which can never take away sin. No matter how many times they took those animals up there. And by the way, they had to be without spot or wrinkle. <laughs> they had to be without spot or wrinkle. So no matter how many times they went there to do that, the, the thing is that it could not take away sin. I mean, think about the animal kingdom. He brings the animal kingdom into play. It had more than one purpose. When he, when he brings Adam, puts him in the garden, he, bring, he brings the animals, he tells Adam to name those animals. But the thing is that it had another reason. Because all of a sudden now, man needs to be redeemed. It had to be a blood sacrifice. And so they began to use animals, which God says, no, this is not acceptable. Because they had to keep doing it. They had to keep doing it. They had to keep doing it over and over and over. He says, no, they can't do it. Now, the next thing is this. He says this, rebellion. He began to talk to me about, about rebellion. It talks about how the priests had to stand daily ministering, you know, the, the, the sacrifices, the, that, those things that would never take away sin. But then it says in verse 12, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sin forever, he says he sat down on the right hand of God. Now, what's about sin? Now, God gave me this. He says, now, sin is rebellion against God. That's what sin is. It's a rebellion against God. It is, sin is very serious. Because of the greatness of it. Then he says this. He said, Brother, think about it. I said, Okay, Lord, help me. He said, Think about it. He said, Now, when it comes down to crime, he says, A man can assault another man. And he just might get maybe a, a minor sentence, or if that. Okay? But when it comes down, to assaulting a police officer, okay, with me? When it comes down to assaulting a police officer, is not the sin, the crime greater, the penalty greater? The penalty is greater. I can walk up and smack whomever, and they just give me an assault charge, right? But you go out and you shoot a police, see what kind of penalty, what kind of sentence you get. Your, 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 the, the penalty for that assault is much, much greater, much greater than me uh, uh, hitting, uh, hitting one another. It's much greater, much greater. But think about this. By God being who he is, him being sovereign, him being mighty, him being the supreme being, him being the king of the kingdom, what what mankind, what the first Adam had done, he brought forth a penalty almost like, not almost, like treason. Why, why was it like treason? Because he had gone against the governing country, the governing authority called heaven. And therefore, when we go against 
uh, the governing authority, uh, which is in heaven, then what happens is the penalty is that much greater. That much greater. That penalty is much greater. And not only that, you may last in jail for a very long time. You think, of, you think about when it comes down to the kingdom. You think about, you talk about the king and the queen. Think about if you rebel against the king, the one that's over the kingdom, what will your fate be? What will your fate be? So therefore the crime, uh, the penalty that has taken place is that much greater. So that which man had done, it was that much greater. I'm like, wait a minute, God. He says, but it had to be satisfied. It had to be satisfied. We had, man, through Adam, had committed high treason. We had one against our governing country, our governing kingdom, the kingdom called heaven. We had gone against that. So, therefore, Jesus says, I, 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 I want you to go, God, prepare a body for me. I'm willing to go to stand in their stead. He was willing to do that. Well, wait a minute, God. He said, now, Brenda, let's go to the book of Leviticus. Mm. Leviticus, most of Leviticus, we probably don't want to even say the word Leviticus. Amen. He said, let's go to the book of Leviticus. He said, I'm going to take you to the book of Leviticus, understanding how powerful the blood is even to this day. And, and why it tells us some things that we should do and should not do. Hmm. Because, see, if the blood is ever diseased, we're in trouble. It's the blood. If our blood is ever diseased, we're in trouble. That's why God needed, a pure, pure, needed pure blood. Leviticus chapter number 17. Leviticus, Old Testament. Leviticus chapter number 17. Talking about removing that death penalty that was against us. God instituted the death penalty. Ain't that wild? Ain't that crazy? That's wild. He said the moment you eat of this, the tree of good and evil, he said you shall surely die. God instituted that. And Satan knew that he had, so therefore he wanted mankind to go against what God has said so he can take over. Man lost, man lost so much, but God, yet Christ restored it. He restored it. Let's look at Leviticus chapter 17. Leviticus. Leviticus chapter number 17. Aren't we glad that God removed the death penalty from us? Amen. Amen. I'm glad. I couldn't pay the cost. I couldn't pay it. You couldn't pay it. Leviticus chapter number 17, beginning at verse 11. It says, For the life of the flesh is where? In the blood. The life of the flesh is in the blood. And then it goes on and says, And I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. We needed an atonement. So the only atonement that we could have, it was the blood of Jesus. We had to have something that was pure. The bloodline had to be pure. That's why the Lord God sent his son, Jesus Christ. That needs to be a pure bloodline. Because through Adam and because of what they had done with Adam and Eve, the bloodline had become contaminated. Now watch, watch the word. Verse 13 says, And whatsoever man there be, of the children of Israel, or the strangers that sojourn among you, 
which hunteth and catches any beast or fowl that may be eaten, he shall even pour out the blood thereof and cover it with dust. Watch the next verse. For it is the life of the flesh, talking about the blood. The blood of it is, is for the life thereof. Therefore, I say unto the children of Israel, ye shall eat the blood of no manner of flesh. I also eat that no steaks and the blood running out. That that's the the Bible says. No, we're not supposed to be doing that because life is in the blood. Life is in the blood. God's mind on paper now. God's mind on paper. It says, for it is the life of all flesh. The blood is the life of all flesh. The blood of it is for the life thereof. Therefore, I say unto the children of Israel, ye shall eat the blood of no manner of flesh. For the life of all flesh is in the blood. Whosoever eateth it shall be what? Cut off. It shall be cut off. Whosoever eateth it shall be cut off. You know, God's, something about God's word is it, it, it's just... Who is heavy? <laughs> it's, it's, it's very, when we take it for what it says, when we take the word of God for what it says, then it, it, it causes our mind to open up and really begin to really look at the things that we do. But the key thing God is saying is this, is that because the life is in the blood, when you think of it in the natural, the blood, it carries oxygens to the cell. It brings nutrients to the body, and it also protects the body. See, that's what man had lost. With the things that we needed to, to live forever, we had contaminated it by eating from the, from the wrong tree, from the tree of good and evil. But God said, I want to protect you. So what I've done is I've allowed my son to come and die in your stead to bring protection. And not only protection, but healing too. Healing is in the blood. Healing is in the blood. Think about it. Think about it. I'm going to chew on this. It's dinosaur meat, right? It's dinosaur meat. It's dinosaur meat. It's kingdom teaching. It's kingdom teaching. Dinosaur meat. Because of what Adam did, we being in his loins, think about it, the penalty of death was activated. The penalty of death was activated. Before that, it had no power. Death had no power. It existed, but it didn't have no power. But we needed somebody to take the death penalty off the table. So we could have eternal life. What the scripture says, the wages of sin, the wages of rebellion, because Adam rebelled against the governing influence. He rebelled against the, the kingdom. He rebelled against the king. But he says the gift of God is eternal life. And the way, and what, and it's coming down to the gift. The gift, who is the gift? The gift is Jesus Christ. He is the one that gave us eternal life. He took us off death row. He took us off. Think about see we don't we don't think about things like that. We just think, okay, we can just do what we want to. God said, listen, I took you off a of death row. Serve me. Serve me. 
He said, because of what I did, because of the shedding of the blood, he said, I gave you life. I gave you life. Even though you rebelled. He said, I gave you life. That's powerful. The death penalty. That, that's enough to make us want to love God more and more every day, right? That, that's enough to make us want to, to live closer and closer and closer to God every day. Because of what he did. Because of what he did. The death penalty for each one of us, each one of us, was taken off the table. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I couldn't pay it. You couldn't pay it. But he needed, he loved us so much, he says. He loved the world so much, he gave his son. He was willing. How many of us are willing to give up our children? How many of us are willing to offer up our sons and daughters? How many of us are willing to do that? I, I see one son looking at his dad and said, Daddy, what's, what's, what, your, what is your answer going to be? <laughs> what is your answer going to be? Well, he don't have to worry about his answer because God, through his son Jesus, has already paid the price. He has already paid the price. And let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. 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 The death penalty. When God, when God gave me that and he changed that thing this morning and he showed me what was against us, it made me say, God, forgive me for all that I've done. And help me, Lord God, to walk in the way that you would have me to walk. That, that was my prayer this morning. And that will be my prayer every day because of who he is for the call and what he did. Joan couldn't die for you. I said this to somebody the other day. Now, we have so much confusion in the world. We have so much confusion. I said to them, now, listen, if you get injured, you got to go to the hospital. And you need some blood. Are you going to ask, what color is that person that's going to give me the blood? You just want the blood, right? <laughs> that's why we need to stop all this foolishness. Because when, when all of us are cut, <laughs> the, it's going to come out with the blood, it's going to come out red. We all have the same DNA of Jesus Christ.